Let's get started. So uh, how many of you guys know we have small groups happening right now? So are you guys doing the small group thing? What on earth, what on earth am I here for? Are any of your parents attending small groups or anything like that? I know we're going to start one tonight. Um, so we're doing this series. It's called What on Earth Am I Here For? And the whole series uh, basically is about us learning and determining what God has created us to be and how God has created us to function. So as far as uh, going through this series, um, I'm just curious, as far as that question goes, what on earth am I here for? How many of you guys would love to answer that question for your lives? What on earth am I here for? Why did God create me? Well, this morning, I just kind of want to dive into that as a message. Um, as we start here, would you guys be willing to stand with me as we pray? And I'm just going to pray for us before we start today. Is that cool? All right, here we go. God, I'm just so thankful that we could come together and worship you today in this place. God, thank you for the 180. Thank you for the students that are represented here. Thank you for the leaders and the pastor, God, Tim and, and Rachel, Father. Lord, I ask that you continue to pour out your spirit over this place, God, that this would just uh, be a room that hosts your presence, God, that would ignite with your, um, your joy and your passion, God. And I thank you today that during the message, Lord, that you give us understanding, Father. I ask that you would give our hearts the ability to understand your word, to be able to divide it rightly, God, to see what your word says with revelation, to apply it to our lives. And God, I ask that you'd help us to have an awesome day. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. 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 Well, you guys can be seated. All right, so um, this morning, I want to start in a verse. Uh, if you guys have your Bibles or if you, if you have your devices, um, here's where I want you to turn. Revelation chapter 4. Okay, so Revelation chapter 4, and it's going to be verse 11. And uh, I'm going to read it for us this morning. You might even see it on the screens. All right, so here we go, uh, you, you being God, you God, this is what it says, it says, you God created all things, and just, uh, just quick on that, all things includes you. There's a lot of things that have been created, but God created us. We are one of those things. You God created all things, and it's for your pleasure that they exist and were created. God created us for his pleasure. That's one of the reasons why he created us. He created us for relationship, for community, for communion, for fellowship. He created us to worship him. He also created us as a family because he had a desire and a design from day one in the garden all the way back to day one when he created us. His intention would be that we would function as his sons and his daughters. But one of the major reasons that God created us also is that he created us to worship him. And the Bible says that if we don't worship, even the rocks will cry out, right? So this morning as we talk about worship, I want to talk about what it means to worship. I want to talk about coming together in worship, all as one body. I want to talk about living a lifestyle of worship. And so the title of this message today, um, I don't know why I thought this was a funny title, but uh, I wanted to title this message, Everything is Awesome, When... Everything is worship. Everything is awesome when everything is worship, all right? And so let me give a disclaimer when I say this, when I say everything is worship, what I'm not talking about is you sweeping all the stuff in your room under your bed when your mom tells you to clean your room. That's not necessarily what I mean when I say everything is worship. It's not necessarily getting crazy to your favorite One Direction song. That's not necessarily what I mean. Oh, no. Look out, look out, look out. <laughs> <laughs> One Direction, come on, all, <laughs> all ladies in the house, right? Okay, so when I say everything is worship, obviously not everything is worship, but when 
everything is worship. That's when life becomes awesome, right? And what do I mean by that? Everything is awesome when we intentionally live our lives in pursuit of God, in pursuit of his kingdom, and we create, because of being intentional, decisions or thoughts or patterns that are a lifestyle that's pleasing to him, right? And so when we live in a way that's worship to him, when we live in a way that everything we do is worship, everything becomes awesome, okay? So the first question um, that I want to answer this morning for us together, uh, what is worship? What is worship? So uh, just real quick before we get too far into it, for the first three people, if you're brave enough to do it, I have a little, little something here. For the first three people, that would be brave enough to do it. What I'm looking for is a couple people who would come and give me a definition. What do you think worship is? Come on up. First three. Whoever can make it up first. One, two. Oh, uh, we'll do four. How's that? We'll take all, all four. All right. Tell us your name. My name's Gabe. Gabe, what do you think about worship? What is worship to you? I think worship is when you are connecting to God in a song or just plain old talking to him in your house. Yeah, for sure. like just praying. Definitely, man. That's a great answer. Go ahead, man. Uh, Grab whatever you want. Tell us your name, dude. Nick. Nick, what do you think worship is? I think worship is just spending some time with God in a song or praise and just giving your life to him. Giving your life to him. Great, man. Give him a hand. All right, tell us your name. My name is Genesis. Genesis, that's an awesome name. So what do you think worship is? What is I worship think worship you? is um, like singing or talking or connecting to God without restraint. Without restraint. So, okay, so what would you say that that is, without restraint? How would you um, define that? Like not holding back and like just giving all your heart to God. That's awesome. Everybody give Genesis a hand. My name is Allie. Hey, Allie. And what I think worshiping is... Like connecting with God, like everybody said, and um, it doesn't have to be like with a song, it can be with anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody give Allie a hand. Awesome. Oh, man. Now I'm tempted to get two more answers because we've got two more candy bars left. So, um, yeah, you know, when, when uh, we talk about worship or we hear the word worship, a lot of times when we say worship, I mean, it's pretty natural. I don't think this is wrong, but um, a lot of times when you hear worship, a lot of times people are talking about, uh, well, music. You know, it's, it's uh, Matt Redman and Hillsong and these guys. They're doing music as worship, and there's definitely truth in that. Music can be worship. That's for sure. But worship, and Ali said it, is not just music, right? It's so much more than that. So what I want to do, I want to take a look at another verse this morning. Um, If you guys, again, if you have your Bibles or your devices, Romans 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And uh, this is how it starts. It says, because of God's great mercy to us. So before we even read this entire verse, I just want to park for a second and look at this, what it's already saying, because of, what that represents just because of is saying that God has already done something or given something to us. There's something that's already happened in our benefit because of God's great mercy. He has already poured out something to us. He already gave, and he's still giving. So let's finish this first. Because of God's great mercy to us, 
offer yourselves as a living sacrifice dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. So what's the true worship that we should offer when it comes to that verse? It says, uh, become a living sacrifice dedicated to his service. So a couple more questions here this morning. Somebody in here uh, could give me a definition of sacrifice. Anybody at all? Right here. Good morning. Could mean giving yourself up to God, and if there's something that could get in the way, get rid of that by sacrificing it so you can get more of a connection to him so you can go to heaven. Absolutely. Give her a hand. Somebody else? Did you have one? Somebody back here? Then when you guys lift your hand. Um, I think sacrificing um, anything that will get in the way of your relationship with God. Definitely. Yeah, that's a really great answer. Give her a hand. Um, sacrificing is when you give up something to get closer to him, like fasting. Absolutely. Give him a hand. Come on, dude. You got it. Even it's the same. Just say it. Pretty much what Gabe said. Uh, just like um, get, giving something away or giving something up to God so you can be closer to him. Dude, for sure. Thanks, man. Sacrifice is giving yourself up to give something to God. Dude, that's really good. Does anybody else want to? Yeah, one more. Given every, giving everything up to God? Yes, that's a great answer. Everybody give him a hand. Those are all great answers. Great answers. So this verse is saying that we are to become a living sacrifice, laying some things down. You know, uh, something that's of worth, something that costs us something. Even King David said that he wouldn't bring to the Lord something that didn't cost him anything. Sacrifice, it's laying something down that you have or you hold, whether it's your life or it's an object or it's a thing that's of value to you, and you, you lay it down for the benefit of something else. So what this verse is saying is to become a living sacrifice, wholly surrendered to his will in all things, everything, all things. And even from before, when we said because of God's great mercy, there's this that had happened. He deserves all because he's already given all, right? He deserves all because he's already given all. And what he wants from us wouldn't just be a few moments in time from here, you know, here to there. And I think a lot of times it's easy for us to get into that mode where, you know, we're not always conscious of God or what God is desiring of us or what God is doing in us or what God is speaking to us because we get into this mode where we're just in, we're just in kind of like automatic you know what I mean, autopilot type of thing. And this is a challenge for all of us. We all kind of have these days where we're not necessarily as much aware of God as we should be, right? How many of you guys would say that you're perfect and have never had that happen? How many of you guys would say that, yeah, I've done that? You know, if we're all honest, this is a challenge for everybody. You know, I don't think that what God is looking for us as far as worship goes is just the top 40 songs, the hit songs, you know what I mean? We all know, like, how great is our God and, and songs like that. But coming into worship with music is definitely worship, but it's not just singing the songs because we know the melodies. There's a, there's a key element to worshiping through music and through song is knowing that the words that we're singing for some reason have applied to our lives. We've experienced the words that we're singing and therefore we're, we're turning them into this cry of worship from our hearts because God has, has demonstrated himself 
in us or to us in our lives through those things we're singing. That's what worship is. It's not just doing it through the motions. So what God wants from us as far as worship goes is that it would become the very life that we live, that our lives would be worship. Worship, uh, another way to say it is that worship is lifestyle. Worship is lifestyle. It's our decisions, it's our actions, it's our conduct, it's our devotion, our dedication. It can be our focus. What are we focused on? And think about this. Everybody worships something. Even if they're not necessarily in church or know of God or anything like that, they might not necessarily talk about it as being the word worship because someone who doesn't necessarily live this life, they may not even have that in their vocabulary. What is worship? But if we really ask ourselves the question, do they worship? I think that everybody worships something. It could be sports, it could be fame, it could be popularity, it could be money. They might worship an idol, you know? There's a lot of religions out there. Buddha and Allah and universal, like all this stuff that we battle with every day and it's a challenge for every one of us. So in regards to your life, I just wanna challenge you guys, even over the next like week or couple days, even today as you're leaving here, think about this. What types of things might you be worshiping in your life? And look at it from this perspective. What things are you dedicating devotion and time and focus to other than solely and wholly to the Lord and keeping him in that first place priority position in your life? Be video games, you know what I mean? The Bible says that we're to have no other gods before him. And so again, what things might you be worshiping in your life? God desires that we devote ourselves entirely to him, but you know, I think another question for us to ask is, you know, well, if God wants this of me to devote myself wholly to him, why would I do that? Why would I devote myself to God or to a God, whether you believe in him now or not? If you believe in God, why would I devote myself to him? Why do this? You know, and I think we need to answer this question too. Uh, why do we worship? Well, um, one of the things that we do in our worship team, every Tuesday night we have our rehearsals and stuff happen, and we have a ministry time. It's the first week of every month, and it's called Reflex. And the reason we called it Reflex is because the definition that we found of Reflex is that Reflex, um, it's an automatic response to some type of stimulus. So the way that we wanted to see it as far as worship goes is that when we come together and start to experience the presence of God, we want our automatic response to be worship. So one of the things I want to do um, in talking about worship this morning, I actually want to read a couple more verses. Uh, check out this verse, 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. This is what it says, New King James Version. We love him because he first loved us. So you see how that works, that whole reflex thing? We love him because he first loved us. He poured out his love. We personally experienced it, and we made a decision to receive it, and therefore we turn around and we say, man, he deserves everything that we have. We love him because he first loved us. He always takes the first step. Psalms, 15, uh, uh, Psalms chapter 15, verse 2 this is what it says, the Lord is my strength and my song. He's become my salvation. 
Think about that for a second, but before I finish this verse, even if you have to close your eyes, picture, picture this. When I read, he's become my salvation, for you as a person, individually, what do you picture when I read that? He's become my salvation. How did he do that for you? So just think about that for a second, and then I'm gonna finish the verse. The Lord is my strength and my song. He's become my salvation. I picture Jesus on the cross. He's my God, and I will praise him. All these things that he's done for me are, are turning my heart to an attitude and atmosphere of worship. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. There it is again. He gave. He took the first step. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I read all of these verses to uncover this one thing. There's one thing that just is kind of a, a, a generic theme through all of these verses, and each one of them would draw us to realize this thing. Our desire to worship God comes from believing first that he is God, that he exists, that he's real, but then also being overwhelmed with gratitude and with thankfulness for those things that he's done for us. So that would kind of lead me to my next point. As far as worship, we worship God because of what he's done, because of who he is, because he's worthy. But what produces worship in our lives? I think in a major way, one of the things that produces worship at the greatest level in our lives is gratitude. Gratitude to him. Thankfulness. Receiving those things that he's poured out and turning our joy and our love back to him for it. I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward as we continue this morning. So what sparks gratitude in our lives? Recognizing what God has done, experiencing his mercies, experiencing his goodness, experiencing his grace, and all of these things, his love, experiencing his love in a personal way. Being able to say, I experienced his love. Somebody was Jesus to me at one point. And then turning our hearts to him in thankfulness, it produces this thing of worship that just springs forth from within us. So what I would say this morning, worship is a pathway for us to express our love to God. It's us expressing to the Lord the love that we have in our hearts for him. And gratitude can also be defined as thankfulness or thanksgiving. Gratitude is like an attitude of giving thanks. For God so loved the world that he gave. And so because of that, we see the sacrifice that he made. God sent his son to die on the cross, but Jesus laid down his life. The Bible says that no greater love has anyone than this, that he would lay down his life for a friend. And if we really come to the point of our lives where we really truly believe that Jesus came to this earth, and he willingly, I just have to say it this way, no one took his life. His life was not taken. He willingly laid it down for you. It was his decision. And so realizing that in our lives and saying, man, I believe that God is real and I believe he sent his son. And I see that Jesus came and he went through the cross. He was beaten. He was broken. He did that for me. And now I have freedom. It puts us in a position where we can respond to that with all of our hearts to say, God, we're so thankful that you did that for us. Worship is our response to God's love. And worship is giving our lives back to God.
But you in here might say this this morning, well, what do I have to give? What do I have to give to the God who has everything? You know, God doesn't force us to worship Him, and He's given us the freedom to choose Him. And the one thing that He doesn't have, unless we give it to Him, is our love and our lives and our hearts. For a God who has everything, He created all. The one thing that He doesn't have unless we give it to Him is our love and our devotion. So this morning, um, just as we continue, I was just gonna ask you guys, maybe just to close your eyes and I asked the band to lead us through one song and really, you guys can feel free to just listen to it. Just listen to the words and what it says. It talks about the heart of worship and coming back to a place where we're making worship what it's truly about. So let's listen to this for a couple moments.
chapter 12 verse 30 it's a really well-known verse it says love the Lord your God with all of your heart with all of your soul with all of your mind and with all of your strength God wants us to focus our attention on him it's what it means to love the Lord your God with all your mind to focus all of our attention on God our thoughts to be focused towards him he wants us to remember him in our day-to-day every decision we make. He wants us to give our abilities to Him. Using our abilities for the Lord, this is what it looks like for us to worship Him, to love Him with all of our strength. The gifts that He's given us, the things that He's put in our hands, to sacrifice and surrender our abilities to His will and to His kingdom using our abilities for Him, loving Him with our strength. Maybe you're good at cooking, maybe you're good at being creative, maybe you wanna be a pilot or an engineer, maybe you like to dance or play sports. All of those things can be dedicated and devoted to Him as an act of worship. In Colossians 3.23, it says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. And the last thing that I wanted to end with today is this, it says uh, that God desires for us to love Him and worship Him passionately. That's what it means to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul. To live for Him and pursue Him and love Him passionately. Worship is us expressing our affection to God. And the greatest way for us to express our affection for Him is by dedicating our lives to Him. The greatest way for us to express our affection for Him is by dedicating our lives to Him. If you guys would just bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. I just wanna give one brief invitation. If there's anyone in here that uh, would say, you know, 
I've been thinking about this God thing and, and uh, I'm not sure that I ever believed, really believed with my heart, but today, there's just something about being here. I can sense that he's tugging on my heart. I believe that he's there. And I wanna make a decision today to say truly, truthfully, honestly, with everything that I have, I really believe in him. I really believe that God exists. And I wanna dedicate my life to him. I wanna become that living sacrifice. I mean, you might also be sitting here and say, you know, I, I believe in God, I've always believed in God. But for some reason, you know, recently I just haven't been living for him the way that I know that I should. And today I would like to change that. I'd like to ask forgiveness. I'd like to come back and serve him with all my heart and turn over my decisions to him. I don't know if anyone in here fits one of those two categories, but if one of those res relates to you, um, I'm just gonna ask right now, would you just lift your hand so we can see this morning? If you'd say that I wanna make Jesus Lord of my life or that I wanna turn my life back over to him, I haven't been living for him the way that I should. You know, and if you wanna make that decision today and you lifted your hand, I'm just gonna ask that there's a couple of leaders at the back, if you feel free to just uh, step out of your seat and make your way to the back and meet with them this morning. Uh, before you do that, I just wanna ask everyone to just repeat this after me. We're just gonna pray together this morning. Everybody say this, say, dear God, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for sending your son to die for me, to take my place, to bear my burden, to erase my sin so that I could live in freedom, so that I could worship you. I believe that Jesus came. I believe that he died on the cross. I believe that he rose again and that he's living today. And I want to make him the Lord of my life. So today, I dedicate myself to serve his kingdom, to fulfill his purposes, and to live my life for him. And we all said together, amen. 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 Well, thank you guys this morning.